Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading through the one-year chronological Bible, and today's reading is from January 26th. Job's ninth speech, a response to Bildad, Job 26, 1-14. Then Job replied, How you have helped the powerless! How you have saved the arm that is feeble! What advice you have offered to one without wisdom! And what great insight you have displayed! Who has helped you utter these words, and whose spirit spoke from your mouth? The dead are in deep anguish, the, those beneath the waters and all that live in them. The realm of the dead is naked before God. Destruction lies uncovered. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. He wraps up the waters in his clouds, yet the clouds do not burst under their weight. He covers the face of the full moon, spreading his clouds over it. He marks out the horizon on the face of the waters for a boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of the heavens quake, aghast at his rebuke. By his power, he churned up the sea. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab to pieces. By his breath, the skies became fair. His hand pierced the gliding serpent. And these are but the outer fringe of his works. How faint the whisper we hear of him. Who then can understand the thunder of his power? So that's Job responding to Bildad and not going after him as directly, maybe being a little sarcastic, it seems like, at the beginning. But again, talking about God, his creation, what he has done, and his power. Now we come to Job's final speech. Job 27, 1 to 23. And Job continued his discourse. As surely as God lives, who has denied me justice, the Almighty, who has made my life bitter, as long as I have life within me, the breath of life in my nostrils, my lips will not say anything wicked, and my tongue will not utter lies. I will never admit you are in the right. Till I die, I will not deny my integrity. I will maintain my innocence and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. May my enemy be like the wicked, my adversary like the unjust. For what hope have the godless when they are cut off, when God takes away their life? Does God listen to their cry when distress comes upon them? Will they find delight in the Almighty? Will they call on God at all times? I will teach you about the power of God, the ways of the Almighty I will not conceal. You have all seen this yourselves. Why then this meaningless talk? Here is the fate God allows to the wicked, the heritage a ruthless man receives from the Almighty. However many his children, their fate is the sword. His offspring will never have enough to eat. The plague will bury those who survive him, and their widows will not weep for them. Though he heaps up silver like dust and clothes like piles of clay, what he lays up the righteous will wear, and the innocent will divide his silver. The house he builds is like a moth's cocoon, like a hut made by a watchman. He lies down wealthy but will do so no more. When he opens his eyes, all is gone. A tempest, or tears overtake him like a flood. A tempest snatches him away in the night. The east wind carries him off and he is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hurls itself against him without mercy as he flees headlong from its power. It claps its hands in derision and hisses him out of his place. Job speaks of wisdom and understanding, Job 28, 1 to 28. 
There is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore in the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people they dangle and sway. The earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. Lapis lazuli comes from its rocks and its dust contains nuggets of gold. No bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it and no lion prowls there. People assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare the roots of the mountains. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? No mortal comprehends its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or lapis lazuli. Neither gold nor crystal can compare with it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Cush cannot compare with it. It cannot be bought with pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. For he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Well, that part of the speech kind of brings in um, other biblical Old Testament poetry like Proverbs, especially as he starts talking about wisdom. Where can it be found? It cannot be uh, bought at any price. And then near the end of that section, uh, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom and to shun evil is understanding. And that's, that's kind of the message also in the book of Proverbs. Job speaks of his former blessings, Job 29, 1 to 25. Job continued his discourse. How I long for the months gone by, for the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone on my head and by his light I walked through darkness. Oh, for the days when I was in my prime, when God's intimate friendship blessed my house, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, when my path was drenched with cream and the rock poured out for me streams of olive oil. When I went to the gate of the city and took my seat in the public square, the young men saw me and stepped aside, and the old men rose to their feet. The chief men refrained from speaking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. Whoever heard me spoke well of me, and those who saw me commended me, because I rescued the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to assist them. The one who is dying blessed me. I made the widow's heart sing. I put on righteousness as my clothing. Justice was my robe and my turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. I took up the case of the stranger. I broke the fangs of the wicked and snatched the victims from their teeth. 
I thought, I will die in my own house, my days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots will reach to the water, and the dew will lie all night on my branches. My glory will not fade. The bow will be ever new in my hand. People listened to me expectantly, waiting in silence for my counsel. After I had spoken, they spoke no more. My words fell gently on their ears. They waited for me as for showers, and drank in my words as the spring rain. When I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I dwelled as a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. So this is uh, Job looking back on his perspective of his former life when everything seemed to go well, when God's blessing seemed to be on him and everyone respected him and listened to him and he helped so many people. Well, that's the end of the reading for January 26th. And as we we continue to have him now in this very long, his last discourse, um, still struggling, still calling out for justice, still defending himself, still asking why God is allowing these things. Um, the, The thing that sticks out to me is his conversation in Job 28 about wisdom. Um, you know, God's going to give him wisdom here eventually and kind of set him straight. But for now, as he talks about it, it's just a good reminder that that is um, a secure thing. That is something that does not change this idea of pursuing wisdom and that the beginning of it and the end of it is the fear of the Lord. Um, again, right now he's struggling with that to, to really understand what God is doing and who he is in this. Um, but he recognizes what needs to happen. He recognizes that it's about wisdom and it's about fearing God to completely um, uh, pursue him for all that God is uh, in his justice and in his mercy. That is wisdom. And that allows you to then uh, live skillfully regardless of the challenges that you face. Father, I pray that you would help me in the world that I live in right now to live in wisdom, to fear you, to be able to put all things in perspective, whether I think they're good or bad in my life or my family's, uh, our country. Father, that I would realize that wisdom is something that you offer and it's worth more than anything that we could ever purchase. So help me to pursue it. Help me to live in it to skillfully live with the knowledge that I have to seek you and pursue you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen.